Hello, my name is Trent Reinsmith. I am the host of the Come On Now MMA podcast, and it is June 18th, and time for a new edition of the Daily Podcast. One of the bigger news items today um, is that Matt Frivola has been pulled from his UFC on ESP 11 fight. Um, he was going to fight Frank Camacho. But he was pulled because his one of his cornermen, Billy Quarantello, tested positive for COVID-19. They tested him twice, positive both tests. Frivola tested negative, but they are the UFC is going to do the what I think is the right thing and and cancel the fight. Well, pull Frivola from the fight rather. Um, Camacho is going to get a replacement fight so um so what Favola wrote on instagram was that we did everything possible to make this fight happen they tested me twice and both results came back negative i also provided proof of my positive antibodies test from april 30th but the ufc did not want any liability or to risk it uh, being that there is a lack of knowledge on the incubation period and still so many unknowns regarding covid19 they decided to pull me because of the two positive test results from my teammate Billy Q, he's been a huge help and source of support throughout the camp, and I have no hard feelings. He is 100% healthy at the moment and feels fine, so he must be asymptomatic. Um, yeah, so uh, I think this is the right move. Uh, I'd prefer if the UFC was doing what top rank is doing, and that is one test, and if you're positive on that one test, you're, you're removed from the event. Um, I, I like that better because... It takes any kind of judgment out uh, of the equation and what's a false positive, what's a false negative. That's all removed. And, uh, yeah, so I, I, I would rather see that, but at least something happened here and they, and they did the right thing. Um, what I would hope is going to happen is that uh, that contact tracing is going to go on for everyone in that camp. And that these folks are going to follow the NSAC protocol that um, Quarantilla, at least Quarantilla is going to be uh, quarantined for two weeks. And we'll see if we'll go from there. I would love it if Frivola gets his full pay for this. Uh, make him weigh in if, if you must because he said he's on weight. Um, give him, cause this isn't really his fault. These are, diff these are some weird times. So he definitely should get paid at the minimum his show, but I think you pay him for his show and win. Um, I tweeted something out about the story and Favola replied to that tweet and in it he said, and this isn't a quote, he said that, uh, UFC did everything right, um, on site. They went by the book of how they have the, their protocol written. They were tested right away. But he thinks that fighters should be tested before they travel. And I can't agree more with that. Um, especially if we're getting close to international travel. You don't, you don't want fighters to have to travel for you know, 10, 12 hours. And um, find out later when they get to Abu Dhabi that they're they're that they tested positive so i hope that that is going to happen for these fights coming up in a few weeks um but again hopefully i think the ufc did the right thing here 
and hopefully Frivola will get paid. I want to take a look at what Ali Abdelaziz has said uh, recently about Joe Silva, former UFC matchmaker Joe Silva. Um, if you're unfamiliar, Silva's been getting uh, a lot of comments these last few days from some fighters about how he did business um, at, when he was with the UFC. And I would have to say that 99% uh, of them are, are negative. Uh, Silva left the company when WME bought the UFC and uh, took his uh, payout and retired to his home in Virginia. Um, so uh, Abdelaziz spoke to MMA Junkie about these things that have been being said about Silva and he said his opening comment was I see a lot of things about Joe Silva and it's not true Joe Silva yes he was too honest for some of these cowards and I think it's very cowardly when a man is no longer even with the company people come out and talk uh, I'm gonna guess this is shit about him the thing is if you have a problem with Joe Silva that's fine why didn't you go public when he was there why didn't you do it Sean Shelby too I talk shit to Sean Shelby all the time I say it in his face and he talks shit to me too I am man enough to go to him so, um, if you hear the bird, sorry, window's open. But um, this, this is typical Abdelaziz um, going to bat for the UFC for one. Uh, how does he, uh, the, the, the first thing he says is the, the statements aren't true. How does he know? How can Abdelaziz discount the uh, statements uh, from fighters who he, has, he doesn't have under his management thumb? Um, you can't discount somebody else's experiences just because you you disagree with them, and and this question here, why people don't um, badmouth the UFC matchmakers while they were with the UFC? Well, that, that's fairly easy to see because uh, they were vindictive, and if you look at some of these things that are being said about Silva or some of the reports from the antitrust uh, lawsuits, if you read some of the documents there, you'll see that. They, uh, there was some vindictiveness there. There was, uh, um, they, they were, Silva was a petty man at sometimes, and so is White and the entire organization sometimes would, would do some pretty shady things to fighters if, to, to get them to agree to fights. So that's why they didn't say anything while they were with, with the UFC. Same reason people don't say anything for, for the most part about Dana White, unless they have a lot of power. Because, there's repercussions for those things. You, you don't get away with, that, with, with saying these things without, uh, without some pushback from the UFC bosses. So as, as, and as, as tough as these folks would like to seem, they, they are very thin-skinned. And I would, I would say the same about Abdelaziz because um, he's always in the media ranting and raving about whatever the, whatever, whoever has uh, irritated him for that, that day. Uh, another thing that Abdulaziz says here is that um, it's okay not to like Joe Silva. It's okay to expletive Joe Silva, but you have to respect Joe Silva. If you hurt your feelings, you're in the wrong expletive business. That's it. So it's not, I don't have, no one has to respect Joe Silva. Joe Silva's main job after matchmaking was making deals with the fighters and 
more or less ripping them off. He was he did whatever he could to get a fighter to sign a contract for as little money as possible. So I don't have to respect that. I don't and I and I don't. I don't respect that. I mean, if if I was in the if I was on the other side of the table, if I was a, a go gung ho UFC supporter, all right, I would respect that. But when these folks are literally giving their sweat and blood so the UFC can make uh, the profits that it has, so the UFC can can build an organization that it can sell for, for four billion dollars, I don't have to respect that, and I won't respect that because it took money out of fighters pockets out of uh, food off their table so so the ufc could be as profitable as possible and we know now because of the antitrust lawsuits he was very good at his job and uh and the fighters continue to pay the price for that by by getting 20 percent or less of the revenue from the ufc so nah I, i don't have to respect that and abdulaziz as a manager who who is it's his job to get as much money from it for his fighters as he can why should he respect that the man stole money from not abdelaziz but from his fighters as well that doesn't i don't understand these folks sometimes um but then again abdelaziz is the man who provided a document for the ufc um for the antitrust suit that said that fighters should not have their pay disclosed for some several um, reasons that are are seem kind of crazy like extortion and kidnapping but yeah so I don't know this one's this bothered me and as will the next one Abdulaziz was not the only one who um, came out and uh, praised Joe Silva. Chael Sonnen also did so. And uh, I think he excused a lot of the things Silva did. And I, I, what he said didn't, doesn't really sit well with me either. Um, so he says that uh, Silva wasn't a natural fit to, to deliver the bad news for the fighters. Well, I mean, that was part of the job. So if you wanted the job, that's part of the job, so you do that. I've had to fire people, and I mean, even if you don't have a lot of time to do so, there's ways not to be uh, to be rude or be a prick about it. Um, you know, you can, if, if you have to let somebody go, um, you, you know, and I don't buy this, that he didn't have time, that he had to rush through it. Rush through it. Um, I mean there's ways to do it I mean you can do it quickly without being rude um I think a lot of fighters know that they that they would expect it if you lose three fights in a row and and Joe Silva is going to call you I mean you just start the conversation with hey you know the situation we're in you've lost three fights in a row it's kind of where we're at right now is gonna have to let you go but but, you know maybe with some time you 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 build a record back up there's a chance you can come back that's the simple way to do it I mean no one in the UFC is going to be shocked if they lose three fights in a row and they get released so there's a way to do it um and if you get some if it seems that you're getting some glee from it or 
some joy. Well, I think that's how I think that's what a lot of people uh, saw when when Silva released them. So, um, I mean, if, if that's if that's their perception and that's their reality, so you don't you don't have to be rude. You don't have to be cold. Um, and, and if that's what you're doing, and then that you you get that reputation, and then everything you do is is under that under that light. So, um, yeah, this is the same thing, kind of the same thing as Abdulaziz. You don't have to uh, respect it or or like it and or forgive it. Um, if if he was bad at that part of his job, then he was bad at that part of his job. And also, let's not forget here that um, signing is uh, a part of the UFC team here. And so I would take what he says in regard to, to Joe Silva with a, with a grain of salt. Um, so maybe maybe he's right. Maybe the fighters that are bad-mouthing Silva are right. Or maybe there's something in the middle. That's That's the truth. But I'm hearing a lot more negative than positive about Joe Silva. And uh, so believe uh, what, what you want to believe. But I'm kind of getting the feeling that uh, the fighters might be more on the mark here than a, a UFC employee or uh, someone who wants to be a UFC employee for a long amount for a longer amount of time. Curtis Blades fights in the main event of Saturday's fight card, and he recently spoke to CBS Sports about pay, and he said, "I don't like seeing guys go t into a war against one another where both guys are amazing and are fighting for twelve thousand and twelve thousand. It's a little embarrassing. These are top athletes, and a lot of them have to have other jobs still. If you want the sport to grow, you need to provide more amenities for us as far as training. You can't have guys who are ranked who have to drive for Uber. That's embarrassing. Um, yeah, and then he continued, I don't want to hear all these excuses. The money is there. I don't want to hear the excuses. Even if you just bumped us up to like 29% of the revenue, that would be a giant raise for the guys. I don't want to hear that. If you don't want to pay us, just say you don't want to give us the money. Just say that you don't and don't make excuses like, I don't know where it's going to come from. It's like, bro, don't do that. Don't respect our intel intelligence. Don't disrespect our intelligence like that. We are worth more. If you don't want to pay us, just say that, and we can make our own informed decisions. So not, um, you know, it's hard to disagree with Blades. Um, I It'll be interesting to see what he is going to make. He hasn't had a he hasn't fought somewhere that discloses pay since his uh, fourth UFC fight and he made 19 and 19 on that and that was um, in 2017 he's fought seven times since then so Saturday will be his eighth fight since uh, he had a disclosed payday um, yeah and he's right and I think one of the problems that the UFC has with attracting top tier athletes is the pay is abysmal um, if they raised that pay you would find especially in the heavier weight classes you would get more um, I think folks who had fallen out of uh, 
football careers or basketball careers. Um, you'd get more of the, of the bigger athletes because um, they have other options. The small, the smaller, the smaller fighters, um, the folks that came from a wrestling background, um, they they kind of run up against it once if they don't make an Olympic team or a, a world team, and so you, it's easier to get those individuals into uh, MMA because they lack options. But uh, someone who's you know over six foot three and pushing two sixty five. Well, they don't have many options if they if they've fallen out of a, a football career or a basketball career or something uh, of that nature. So, I think one of the problems of pay is uh, it's so low. You they they don't even they're not even interested. You can make a lot more as a NFL practice squad member than as you can in the in the UFC. And you know why we have Greg Hardy in the UFC right now is because he was persona non grata in the NFL. No one wanted him. Had anyone signed him, uh, shown any interest with him of his, to sign him to the NFL, he would he wouldn't be in the UFC right now. But we know why he is in the UFC because we know why no one wanted him in the NFL. But yeah, so these if the pay was better, you would you would uh, the UFC would attract a, a higher caliber of athlete especially in the light heavyweight and heavyweight divisions and that would help the the UFC out but I don't think they're interested in that I think they're just interested in keeping the uh, pay where it's at and that 80-20 split and that's where they're happy with that's what the the money is what makes them happy so I, I think Blades knows the answer I think he knows that you know, the UFC doesn't come right, have to come right out and say that they don't want to pay the fighters. Their actions speak uh, speak for them in that in that regard. So UFC doesn't want to pay the fighters, and it's going to take a lot to change that. Um, so uh, these fighters' voices can't can't stop bringing this up. They have to continue talking about it because we know how this sport works. There'll be a new, something new and shiny that will distract everyone sooner or later, and then the talk of pay will die out. So, the media, the fighters, they just have to keep harping on this until something breaks, and hopefully it breaks in the fighters' favor. But yeah, it's good to see Curtis Blade speak out about this. If he wins on Saturday, it would be great if he if he brought this up during the ESPN broadcast. So we'll see. In in closing to, today, I, I want to follow up on something that Dana White said um, the other day when he was ripping the MMA media for not doing their jobs and fact checking. Well, I wrote a story today, an editorial. And it was based around White's comments in an interview where he said that the world has turned into a bunch of pussies. And that was around the, the, the COVID-19 um, pandemic. Um, and, you know, so. And in closing, I sent a request to both the UFC and ESPN for a comment on that story, uh, on uh, White's remarks. ESPN got back to me and offered a no comment 
but at least they got back to me. UFC, as is often the case, which has been the case for probably more than a year now, did not give me anything, didn't acknowledge the receipt of the email, um, didn't offer a comment. So if White's going to give these grand sweeping statements that we don't fact check and follow up, that's not true. I just did, and the UFC didn't, didn't give me a response. So, can't have it both ways. You can't say we don't follow up and then not, not, uh, not give us any kind of statement when we do follow up. Um, and you can't follow up when you want to and only when you want to. And that's why I think a lot of people don't, don't bother reaching out because that's some time that you're not going to get back when you know the answer is going to be, at best, no comment. And more often than not, you're not even going to get an acknowledgement. So, yeah, White needs to uh, keep that in mind. And if he wants a, a, a relationship like that with the media, at least come back with a no comment instead of just ignoring us when we request information or uh, a follow-up statement on a, on a story. But, um, you know... Dana White is Dana White, and if it doesn't suit his narrative, then he's not going to, uh, he's not going to visit that topic. So, that is all I have for today, and uh, until next time, which might be Sunday, or might be this weekend, stay safe.